Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Ellen DeGeneres shut her down yesterday after 19 years, and here's how she wrapped up. To all of you who have watched this show and supported me, thank you so much for this platform. And I hope that what I've been able to do in the last 19 years has made you happy and that I was able to take a little bit of pain away from a bad day or anything you're going through. And I hope I've been able to inspire you to make other people happy and to do good in the world, to feel like you have a purpose. And I've said it before, but I'll say it again. If I've done anything in the past 19 years, I hope I've inspired you to be yourself, your true, authentic self. And if someone is brave enough to tell you who they are, be brave enough to support them, even if you don't understand. They're showing you who they are, and that is the biggest gift anybody can ever give you. And by opening your heart and your mind, you're going to be that much more compassionate. And compassion is what makes the world a better place. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I feel the love, and I send it back to you. Bye. So funny that she does all that because, of course, she's leaving after all the accusations. Yeah, you know, and, uh, although the the final year or so would have been mired in some controversy for her. Yeah, uh, I mean, she did uh, do a lot, mm-hmm. uh, you know, early in her career um, for uh, for people who were, were struggling to come out or needed uh, uh, a, a, a symbol, a celebrity yep. to do it for them and to to give them the. Uh, uh, the the safe place to do that. She she broke down so many barriers on the way. Yeah, I've always been a big fan. I thought her sitcom was great. I thought she was terrific as a as a talk show host, and she did it different. I always like when people come out and give it a different approach, and she certainly did. And went from being basically uh, cut out of Hollywood and done in entertainment to come back to a massive career. So uh, we'll see what happens with her next. The Amber Heard-Johnny Depp trial wrapping up. Amber got one last time to uh, say her story, and she spoke about where her life is at right now. I am harassed, humiliated, threatened every single day. Even just walking into this courtroom, sitting here in front of the world, having the worst parts of my life, things I've lived through, used to humiliate me. People want to kill me. And they tell me so every day. People want to put my baby in the microwave. And they tell me that. Johnny threatened that if I ever left him, he'd make me think of him every single day that I lived. I receive hundreds of death threats regularly, if not daily. Thousands since this trial has started people mocking My testimony about being assaulted has been agonizing, painful, and the most humiliating thing I've ever had to go through. I hope no one ever has to go through something like this. I just want Johnny to leave me alone. It's a weird way to wrap it up. Certainly, this all stems from the article she wrote, and Johnny went after her in regards to that article. Right. Whether he stalks her or we don't know, I don't think I ever heard that come up in the trial. So it is odd now that she's saying, I want him to leave me alone. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, actress or not, there's a lot of pain that, that she's going through. And, and there's so many people who, who crave uh, attention or celebrity um, especially online and through social media these days. And there is a downside sometimes to having that celebrity and that your your life and your laundry can be aired and opened up. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, while, uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not defending Johnny Depp or taking a side in any of this. I mean, it, the fact is that, you know, many divorces happen and they happen quite quietly. Mm-hmm. They still have to be connections sometimes, especially if there's children involved. Um, but, you know, when she wrote that article, she kind of opened up that laundry and aired it. And so, uh, you know, Johnny comes across in this in this trial as, you know, in many of the memes as being this kind of cool and funny, uh, you know, easygoing guy. You know, but when you listen to him, you realize there's... There's a lot of deep stuff going on oh, yeah, with he, him, too, and I can't imagine it's easy to live with. He even admitted, look, I'm, not, I'm no saint. Nobody's perfect. I think what happened here is that she caught kind of the wave of the Me Too movement, and she saw that other actresses who had real things happen in their life. And look at again, we don't know. The, the jury will decide uh, this, but... She wrote that article because many others who had written about Harvey Weinstein and, you know, uh, others who had assaulted women, and they were applauded and called brave. She did the same thing. The only problem she has is Johnny said, oh, I'm not putting up with this. Right. You know, I'm, I'm not taking this lying down. Right. And he fought her back. And I think she probably thought, this is going to play my way, and right. Johnny's going to roll over. Well, but, you know, no doubt. Listen, I'm sure all of those, you know, the threats, the, the online uh, hate, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the trolls are, are all over this. Yep. And it has to be uh, completely devastating, frustrating, infuriating mm-hmm. for her to have to deal with. John Hamm got to meet uh, the... Uh the royal family, or at least William and Kate, because Top Gun Maverick premiered in London. And they were at the premiere, yeah. They were at the premiere. I read the other day that uh, the producers of Top Gun Maverick had to play, pay the U.S. Air Force $11,000 an hour right. to use their jets. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. So don't think you can rent one for your kid's birthday party. <laughs> well, some might. We're going yeah, to have a Maverick-themed birthday party. Anyhow, he shared with, uh, with, uh, with people with a... I guess he was on somebody's talk show. I don't know who he was talking. Oh, live with Kelly and Ryan. Uh, he shared with them rules in meeting the royal family. It's a little bit anxiety-producing because they give you these sort of rules that oh. you're meant to sort of follow. Your royal highness, okay. they uh, offer their name, and you can use their name, but you can't do it first, and you can't offer your hand. They have awesome. to offer their hand, and then you have to bow, and that's, but you can't bow too low. Were you kind of panicked leading up for sure? Like, you're like, oh, God, don't <laughs> say your royal harmless, harmless, harmless <laughs> hamster. <laughs> oh, God. Your majesty. And your majesty. Yeah. I, uh, hi. Uh, but, no, it's exciting. Are you in this weekend? Are you going? Uh, no, not this weekend. Right. But uh, we, were, uh, we were planning it. I think Evan wants to do it for his birthday coming up soon. Well, so. and Father's Day isn't far off. That's, that's something, right. That's yeah. something for you. Yeah. So listen, kids, this is what I want to oh, do. I'll be going for that one for I sure. want to go to Top Gun alone on Father's Day. <laughs> um, Jason Bateman says where he thinks the Bird family from Ozark would be today. Now, again, I said this earlier. I'll say it again. If you have not watched the end of it, then give us a minute here. Uh, fiddle with your bits, duct tape your ears. <laughs> but uh, it's, been a, it's been a month since it aired, like right, end yeah. of April. So enough. If you loved it so much, you would have watched it by now. Gotcha. And if you never got around to it and you want to watch it from the beginning, I'm sorry. We can't stay quiet about it forever. Mm. So give us a moment here. Jason Bateman believes that the Bird family, they'd either be dead or in prison. Oh, right. So, well, I mean, they are dealing with a cartel. Right. 
So, yeah, Jason Bateman says they'd either be dead or in prison. He said it's good for them that the cameras shut off when it did. Right. He says, um, you know, he would love to return to the show in a second because everybody had so much fun making it. So I guess Netflix is the one who pulled the plug because they don't like to keep shows around. Maybe because of residuals and stuff. They don't want to keep them around too long. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'd run out of ideas, if they'd, if they'd run its course, you know, at, to be honest, I'm I'm relieved that it's over. Yeah. Like I love the show, yeah, but it was such an intense watch, yeah. That that I I it's stressful to watch that bloody show with yeah. what they go through in it. And I thought ah, now that it's over, I'm 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 happy to just dive into the shallow end for a little bit. <laughs> you know, for sure. <laughs> you put, put me back on Brooklyn Nine Nine or yeah. you know Top Chef. Let's go. The uh, debate continues about uh, what got actually shot. From uh, Jonah, the son, did the uh, did the oh, goat... Oh, it faded to black. You just yeah. heard a gunshot and fade to black. Yeah, so did the goat get shot? It's kind of like the Sopranos, you know? Did, right. did he die or not? Did Mel get shot? Did the goat get shot? I like when they leave you hanging. Yeah. Like that. I do. And, and to be honest, I think they've left it so they could come back with uh, either another season if they wanted to later, mm. a movie, mm-hmm. right, uh, to continue it on, uh, or, or, or nothing, or just leave yeah. it at that and leave it... Leave it up to you to decide. Uh, yeah, I was so disappointed because I thought it was going to be a spinoff with Ruth. And, uh, oh, right, yeah. Can't have that now, can you? All right, kids, you can come back now. Come on back in. <laughs> and uh, finally, Ray Liotta. It doesn't quite work that way, no. but anyway. They'll come back eventually. <laughs> There's nothing else to listen to anyhow, is there? <laughs> We're the last people on the radio. <laughs> Ray Liotta passed away, and such a terrific actor. Not only a great in everything he did, but sh- uh, served up some amazing lines in movies. That part is, is you know, obviously the thought for me goes right to Goodfellas. Yeah. And I hope that movie should be probably on all weekend yeah. long yeah. now. And and it is a remote drop to begin with for me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that... There's so many iconic lines that happen in movies. And you notice now that Ray Liotta had a couple of really big ones. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. That one we know for sure. Right, yeah. The one I always forget about, though, and is still just probably as popular as this. If you build it, he will come. Feel the dreams. Yeah, Shoeless Joe Jackson. He was in so many great things. He played Frank in the Rat Pack. Now, he was in Blow with Johnny Depp, speaking of Johnny Depp, and he played his dad, and he was so great oh, in I that forgot as well. about that. Yeah, he did a ton of stuff. And you think of the, all the cast in Goodfellas. He was the newbie, I think. I think he had just kind of started in his career, and it was a big risk probably for Martin Scorsese to, to bring him in as the lead in Henry Hill, but... Man, he was so good and it's so terrific. And even that walk across the parking lot, that <laughs> when he goes and stomps the guy with the butt of the gun after the guy came on to his girlfriend or was rude to his girlfriend, and just even like leading her through the restaurant <laughs> to get to the table. Oh, he was the best. That iconic scene, yeah, when he when he did that. And when really when you think about it too, with the with the all the actors he was in mm. within that uh, movie. And of course, you know, you go right away to, to Pesci yeah. and De Niro and in it. But, uh, you know, there is that one scene where they're all together Mm. and he absolutely steals it. And that is the, you know, funny how, right? (laughs) Man, it's so good. That laugh of his. (laughs) Oh, he was the best. He'll be missed. You fancy yourself a man of the grill, Lucky? Uh, I love the grill. Yes, you do. I was doing it last night. 
Um, people are asked about what they think they're best at grilling at. And uh, burgers are number one. Oh, by okay. Far. I mean, really, you don't have to be that much of an expert, especially if you're going like, with like, a frozen burger. Just toss it on right. and let it do its well, thing. Well, you can't overdo it, though, because it can be like dry as paste mm. if you let those go too long. Then chicken is number two, which I find interesting because chicken can be, again, talk about dry. It can, uh, you could be tricky. Right. You got to watch the chicken. Right. Hot dogs are three. You think hot dogs would be easier than chicken? Yes, very much so. And steak is four, and I know that's your uh, your that's your sweet spot, right? I pride there. myself on it. Yeah, I have um, I've grilled many of them in my day. I've never been spot on. I'm, I've had great moments. I've had terrific results, but I do not to this day have it down to an art where oh, I know every really? time. Um, well, I mean, listen, different different cuts, different thicknesses. Yeah, it changes uh, things, obviously. You know, and having Ted Reader on. Has, yeah. has been, and we'll talk to Ted later this morning, but uh, having him on and, to, and the tips that he's given over the years mm-hmm. have really helped. And a couple of basic ones. One is get an instant thermometer, mm-hmm. right? Like one that, they, you know, and they they make them, they're, they're digital. Uh, you throw it in there and, it, and it's instantly done. You can, you know, when you're doing big things, smoking and brisket, you can get thermometers that, that stay in the whole time and, and again, digital and and. The ones that go Wi-Fi to your phone now and beep when it hits certain temperatures. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for the average person just making a steak in the evening, you know, if you want to know exactly what temperature to pull it at, you, you got you to gotta test. And I used to be one where, you know, you, you test on your palm. The, yeah, I used to do the, that. You yeah. know, the rarity by pinching your, your thumb to which finger right. and, and was pretty good with it that way. And I pretty much have the timing down. Right. But, you know, the other day we did rib steaks. They were about an inch thick. Um, and to do those, I, I went with the reverse sear, which I had never heard mm. before, Ted. And in his theory, too, with rib steaks is you have to go a little further. Like, I'd normally be a medium rare. Right. Rib steaks you take to a medium because you got to render the fat and get that in there. Yep. It's a whole world. Mm-hmm. And I uh, and it's so disappointing, too, if you go and you buy some great steaks. And, you know, you got to make sure, too, that they're kind of... Uh, equally cut because if you get a, like a thin end then it's right. going to be drier and the other end's not going to be as much and, and know your barbecue if you got hot spots and cooler yeah. spots yeah so it's, it's that moment of anticipation of cutting in it's like oh did I get, is, it, is it done is it done enough for everybody right that's well, also the other thing too is if you have people in the house who like it well done and or, at the cottage we've done that we've had like you know groups up and done tomahawks mm. and you're like oh don't screw up this right? no i know yeah oh for 100 sure. bucks in meat in there and you cut it open and it's dead you're having bread for dinner <laughs> mm. yes uh ribs fish veggies people think they're good with the veggies on the grill right shellfish and fruit i mean i know teddy's told us about doing the uh the pineapple right but, but how much other fruit are you grilling ah ted does everything though right oh, yeah he does he grills everything yeah and, and listen and 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 if you're not sure about it you're having people over for a back bar, backyard barbecue and even if it's something just like burgers and dogs just get them enough beer in them that they're not yeah. gonna uh, notice or complain. Order a pizza. Then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're having people over and you're not sure how good you are on the grill, you probably shouldn't be grilling. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, or unless someone who does. I, I'll happily, when I go over to someone's house, if they, they need help on the grill, mm. I'll jump on there. You probably push them aside. Probably. <laughs> if, I, if I see they're doing it wrong, especially <laughs> ruin a steak, I'm taking over. Last night, I realized... 
I had gone horribly wrong somewhere in how my home operates. <laughs> Last night you realized this? Yeah. Okay. So about uh, 4 o'clock or so in the afternoon, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, I went outside and I cut the grass. Okay. I did the up. same around the same time. Yeah, Thursdays are kind of my night to do it because you're heading into the weekend. Well, they're expecting rain as well yeah. if you get it out of the way. My lawn looks lovely right now. Oh. I mean, I know it's going to end soon because, you know, it all dries up and just turns into dust. Right. But right now it looks like Augusta. Anyhow, I, uh, I cut the grass and I do like all men do, I believe. I, I I did the weed uh, weed whacking and I uh, cleaned up all the, uh, the little bits, and then I stood there and admired my lawn with a beer in my hand. Mm. How proud am I? Then I went inside and I figured out dinner. Went to the grocery store, got all the ingredients, came home, cooked that, made a lovely jerk chicken and a uh, homemade uh, uh, cabbage, uh, like a coleslaw. Okay, it was lovely. Uh, and then I uh, cleaned up the dishes. And then I went outside, and I cleaned up the backyard and cleaned the pool. Wow. Pool looks great. Lawn looks great. Everybody was fed. My eldest son, very capable, 28 years old, 27, soon to be 28. Living at the home. Living in my home. Went shopping with his girlfriend. And my wife was playing golf. (laughs) I said to myself, how did this happen? How did I allow myself to become basically the housemaid? Did you have your maid's outfit on as you were doing all of this? Uh, my French maids. Right. Yeah. I mean, I kind of enjoyed it because I was on my own. Mm-hmm. You know. Like when they all went out shopping, I cranked up music and I cleaned the dishes. It's rare that you have that house to yourself anymore. Right. And I just thought, how did this play out? You know, mowing the lawn is such a, a guy task mm. in the sense that, you know, anyone can do it, and many women do, mm-hmm. but guys like it because it gives an obvious sign that you've done something, Yeah, right? Like there's immediate uh, recognition yep. right away yep. when the grass is cut. You see the nice lines on it, right? There's there's also a competition in the neighborhood, yeah. too, to see who, who has the perfectly mowed lawn. Um but there, there's an immediate sign. Like, there's other chores around the house that you can do that, you know, don't right away show everyone around mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you've done them. Yeah, I mean, you could have stayed inside and cleaned toilets. Yeah, but nobody would care. But the people don't recognize that, Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's such a guy task in the sense that right away we can turn around and admire it and say, look to everyone what I've done. It's like when you shovel the snow. Right. And people come home and they go, oh, look at it. It's all done. Beautiful. And I got a lot of lawn. Like, when I look over my, my front lawn, it's big. It's a lot going on there. Right. So I, I, I'm very proud of that. But uh, I might have to have a family meeting. Great. Great. Great lot. Poo hut on it. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Actually, I got to call somebody still to get my roof fixed, my shingles, after that uh, storm. Uh, because uh, sooner than later... I'll have a storm in my oh, living room. You had a couple loose or right oh, off? Oh, a bunch. Well, they're just pulled up. Okay. But I actually, the front of my house, I don't know, maybe it's just the way the wind blows or just my luck. But there's been, since we've lived there, two or three pretty good windstorms. And every time I lose shingles. Right. That's, that's probably a sign. Yeah. I'm no roofer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the roof itself, I think it was done like a couple of years before we moved in. But, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But 
I don't know who did it. Were they staple it? <laughs> they Duct tape. Didn't use nails? Duct tape. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot going in my on in my house that needs looking at right. and, and adjusting and repairing. <laughs> well, and, you know, this might not be the week to be calling a roofer. Because no, they're likely quite busy. Yeah, good luck. But you might want to get that checked out before the end of summer. I didn't realize how uh, badly Quebec got hit, too. I was talking to a, a buddy of mine who had gone golfing or had a golf weekend in uh, around Mount Tremblant, and uh, it got shut down on uh, Saturday afternoon. Well, that area, right? It, it, not too far from Ottawa, either. Yeah. And Ottawa, they are still getting their power back today. Yeah. Well, he was saying, like, everything was down. They had to drive down to Montreal just to find gas. Right, yeah. Well, I found that up in you know, where we were at the cottage area, too, is that there were a lot of gas stations that didn't have power, mm. and so no gas. And so anyone who was running generator, right, you you throw that generator on, and you think, ah, I got this bad boy for you know a couple hours at least, maybe a day, right? If you didn't have a tank filled up ready for it, yeah. look out. I do know what I'm doing today. I saw online, and I've heard about this. It's a it's a home maintenance uh, website that you can sign up for. Okay. And basically, everything from snow shoveling to barbecue cleaning to roof repair to probably dishes washed and pools cleaned. I am becoming a client today. <laughs> Why couldn't this happen to me? Guy uh, was standing behind Tiger Woods. It's a great photo. It's day two of the PGA Championship. This would be you, though. Oh, this would be totally me. Right, yeah. Uh, so someone snaps this photo of Tiger, second shot, first hole, and it went viral because all the fans behind him were on their phones filming it, except for one guy clutching a Michelob Ultra and watching the shot. And I applaud him for two things. One, <laughs> drinking the Michelob Ultra, my skinny beer favorite. Right. If Michelob wants to drop off a skid of beer. And two, for actually watching the shot. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Everyone else has got a camera in their hand. God, people annoy the hell out of me. Anyhow, he was totally in the moment, focused on Tiger's shot. People loved it. Turns out the big wigs at Michelob Ultra did as well. They tracked him down and gave him an endorsement deal. Really? Yeah. Uh, They're calling him the Michelob guy and they're selling merch with his photo on it. Well, they did. That that shot went uh, like completely viral. Yeah. Right, like it was just a still picture, and I think uh, Michelob Ultra actually uh, put it on their socials as well, yeah, and shared it over the weekend. Uh, it 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 plays perfectly into Michelob and their uh, current slogan, or one they've been using for a while. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. So it's <laughs> it's perfect as compensation. They're offering him access to more PGA events as well as copious amounts of free beer. Wow! Watch he gets caught with like a Miller Light in yeah. his hand next time. <laughs> That's Stella. He's moving up. That's right. Um, well, he he must be uh, of of some influence. He must be able to afford uh, whatever. I mean, that was a good spot to be standing in. Right. Well, I mean, listen, it, it was because Tiger was off the fairway that. It just so happened to be right. there, right? But even, do you not have to pay to get into those? Like, it's expensive. Oh, for sure. You're going to get right? your ticket and, and just kind of walk the crowd. Be just right place, right time. But is it expensive? Like, are those tickets expensive for those championship, like the Masters and the British Open and the U.S. Open? And- 
generally it, it's about demand in getting them. Okay, you know, like the Masters is a is a not necessarily expensive if right. you were to happen to win the lottery to right. get the ticket. Right. If you don't, then you're paying through your teeth right. to get a spot in there. You know, like the Canadian Open's going. You know, what, next week, a couple of weeks, um, a couple of weeks, and when that goes, you know, tickets are, are readily affordable. Mm. You know, but you've got to get down there, and bus in because the parking isn't uh, available on site, and then you know, walk the grounds and 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 get to that spot. Where is it held now? Because it's gone from uh, Oakville, right? Well, they they moved Abbey? it around for years, oh, right? I thought it was it, always at this Glen year's Abbey. at Royal St George's, oh, okay. so right on Islington, right downtown. Oh, okay. Um, would you drink a beer that was made from filtered pee? Um, well, it is a beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, depending on the situation, I might not say no. Probably wouldn't be my first choice. No. Go right to that Michelob Ultra. Right. Uh, it, it comes out of Singapore. And it's a beer that's got actual pee. Well, sort of. Um, so... It's brewed with German barley and Norwegian yeast. Sure. Along with something out of Singapore, local knee water, which is purified liquid sewage. Oh. They say it's gone through uh, several rounds of filtration and stringent (laughs) tests. Define several. Yeah, let's (laughs) two. The locals are familiar with knee water. Many of them don't mind drinking a brew made with it because Singapore doesn't have enough safe drinking water for its population. So around half of the water they use is knee water. Oh, my goodness. One beer fan said it goes down smooth. I probably comes out smooth, too. <laughs> <laughs> out of all yeah. areas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the world's uh, largest bottle of whiskey just got auctioned off. Let's keep talking booze. The bottle is almost six feet tall, contains 311 liters of 32-year-old Macallan single malt. Holy crap. It's uh, roughly about 444 standard bottles. The bottle sold for around $1.4 million at an auction in the U.K. The buyer, Anonymous, which is good because we'd all want to be at his house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only having one bottle, honey. <laughs> one more bottle, and then I'm off of it. You you buy it, you bring it home, you go away for the weekend, and your damn teenage kids... <laughs> Half of it's water. A 66-year-old man in Ireland recently showed up at the ER after a afternoon delight with his wife. Oh, 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 oh no. It, it gave him temporary amnesia. She rocked him so hard, he forgot. Really? I want to meet this woman. Do they have a daughter? (laughs) Uh, They got it on in the middle of the day, and within 10 minutes, he couldn't remember anything from that morning or the night before, which was their anniversary. They had thrown a big party with family, but he didn't remember any of it. He freaked out when he saw the date on his phone because he thought he had forgotten about it, so his wife had to reassure him he hadn't. Wow. Doctors diagnosed him with transient global amnesia, also called sudden onset amnesia. He remembers everything else from his life, just not the previous day. And it turns out the same thing happened to him seven years ago, also after sex. He's not the first person to go through it. Experts say it usually is seen in people between the age of 50 and 70. It can be caused by sex, physical exertion, emotional stress, or a shock. From being immersed in hot or cold water. Oh, why is that happening? My goodness. They still don't know why it happens, but the amnesia usually subsides within 24 hours. (laughs) Is it because it's that good or because it's that bad? 
<laughs> I, I'm going to say it's got to be really good. That's mind-blowing is what that is. That's pretty impressive. She's got skills. Anyhow, just be aware of that if you're in that age range. Right. I'm, that's my out. <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh, wait, wait. You have to have sex for this to happen. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.